0: Welcome to the Eric Anders Lang everybody. Very, very special edition because I've got a glove on and I've got a golf club in my hand and we're on the range in uh, New Zealand. Colt's going to interview me. Let's do this.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2019 ISPS Handa, probably not how you say it, New Zealand Open. Eric laying on the range right now. We've gotten him straightened out. He's roping
0: it right now. You feeling Good. I got about a 10-yard cut working right now, which for me is totally manageable. Taking up the left side, um, I hit one shank on the range, which is, <laughs> honestly, it's, it's I'm going to say it's, it's a bit below average for me. You know, I like to get the shanks out of the way. And, um, you know, anyway, this is a very special edition of the podcast. We're going to walk through the entire round, the first round of the New Zealand Open. My partner, Luke Toomey, we, we randomly are both wearing all black, and we have great hair. And uh, he's a kiwi. I'm I'm hoping to be considered a kiwi by the end of this this ten days here in New Zealand. Um, the turf is very pure. We're at Millbrook, which is um, you know a wonderful golf course that I have seen none of, seen zero of the course. I'm about to go play, and it's the equivalent of the AT&T Pro Am here. Um, back to you, Colt. Well, we've been focusing this week a lot on content
1: production, and obviously, Eric is. Uh, very much included in that process, uh, so it's hard being on site, you know, four to eight hours before before tea time. Oh, guys, if I could only that was on that begin job. to describe that. <laughs> Luke's here. Here comes Luke.
0: What's up, dude? How are you, man? Luke, do you mind spending two seconds to do a yeah. little pre-round interview? Yeah, that's right. Let's get the mic in here. We're doing a podcast. To me, tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh... Um, I've got worse hair than you. <laughs> Not uh, <true.
2: laughs> Um, I'll most likely be somewhere in the fairway, hopefully, but probably 20 back of you. I doubt that.
0: Um, You're known as a ball striker. I saw the wear <laughs> pattern on your blades and it's dead center.
2: <laughs> I actually, truth be told, just get the sandpaper out at night and just make it look like that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's gonna be a good day. It's gonna be a good day. Awesome, dude! I'm yeah. psyched. Yeah.
0: Are we looking for any team strategy here, or just literally not leave nothing in the bag?
2: Nah, leave nothing in
0: the bag. All right. Yeah. And as your job is just go at every flag. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's advice to someone who's about to get shot at. <laughs> but it's okay. I'll take it. Um, awesome, dude. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be Thank good. Thank you for letting me be your uh, your partner. No worries. Because your your belt is different than mine, player. And my my belt clip says amateur player.
2: Yeah. This isn't just a hobby for me, mate. (laughs) Now I feel even more nervous. All right, dude. All right, sweet, man. Time to head over? What are you going to do? No, we've got some time, so you just do you. Cool. And uh, we'll see you on the first tee. Awesome. Sweet. Tombs. All right, man. See you soon, dude.
0: All right, so it is 1 p.m. Our tee time is in 44 minutes, about that. 1 p.m. New Zealand time. Um, just want to take a quick moment to clear up some of the confusion around why we're quote unquote always late for our tea times. Those of you watching the official unofficial golf guide to Scotland, and maybe you've seen some of the vlogs on our YouTube channel. Frequently, we are late. That is a fact. True or false? Uh, Stuart's standing here with us as well. You can weigh in. Stuart, why are we always late? I wish I, I really wish I had an answer off the top of my
3: head for that. I mean, there's nu- there's numerous factors. We try to do too much, I think, which is a good thing and also a bad thing. So, try to cram everything into the schedule can be tough. Um, It's not a matter of disrespect for anywhere. It's literally we try our hardest to get everything done. Yeah,
0: well, it's, you know, um, today is a great example. Like, we woke up at five something, five. slammed some breakfast uh, did a podcast with Darius Oliver uh, you guys are going to love hearing that one he's really the champion of the game that we all love got some droning in there did, did a drone in the sunrise uh, then you know go back to HQ number 7 like do a podcast with Sir Bob Charles open winner 1963 maybe considered the best golfer from New Zealand ever then basically we're barely getting to the range in time to go per- perform in this event. Cole, why are we always late for uh, this?
1: I just want to say also, by the way, if food hasn't factored into this at all. We haven't yeah. had lunch yet. Had we s- haven't
0: eaten. I had like 17 scones. They were the best scones I've ever had, but they were amazing. <laughs> Stuart, why are scones no good in America?
3: I don't know. They taste like bricks.
0: <laughs> it's more a Cassandra
3: question. Like, she's a huge scone head. And the first time that she had scones in America, she was like, what is going on here? Why that. could I build a house for this
0: thing? Yeah, no, they're they're bricks. They, you call them that. There's a store called Bricks and Scones. Where is that? On Larchmont. In LA? Yeah. The bastards. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go warm up, hit some balls. Uh, back to you guys in the studio. Back Thanks a you, lot, Jake. Eric. Up here in the uh, the booth
1: over at the hill. No, we're all actually here on the range. Um... Let me weigh in really quick on why we are late for most of the time. It, it, it's a lot of the time a gear a gear issue. It's preparing, charging, getting gear together, trying to think about uh, what we're going to shoot, game plan. Oh, the kit. Let's do a little what's in the bag right now. <laughs> what's in the camera bag? Okay, so here's the setup. Um, Stu's got his own little camera bag, tripod. Haven't been in that one, so I'll let him take that over later. Um, but as far so So we got the vlog bag. The vlog bag is the go-to. To be honest, guys, Peter Fowler just rolled up. We're playing with him in our group today. And I'm walking away from those guys because I'm afraid I'm talking a little too loudly. So uh, anyway, we found a little spot here. So the vlog bag, W-I-T-B. What's in the bag? Popping it open here. All right, guys. Typically, we carry the drone, okay? It's the Mavic 2 Pro. That is in... The the drone body is in the case itself. We got the remote control for that. Then we have the accessories bag, which holds all the batteries, extra wings, uh, iPhone for the controller, cables, etc. Then I got the battery bag. You need to have the bats, a.k.a. bats, for the two Sony cameras that we have. A6500's body. We have one long lens, one wide lens. A lot of the times when you see Eric rocking the selfie cam, that's the wide. And it looks like Eric... <laughs> Looks like E just uh, put a little hosel knife out there. It's okay. Again, this is called warming up, guys. This doesn't count. Okay? We're not counting strokes right now. There we go. Um, so back to WITB. Uh, we try to carry uh, backups of what we need. Um, we have three microphones. We typically only use two. Uh, by the way, long lens, that's for slow-mo. Those sweet, tight shots of Eric's flowing here in the wind. That's all the long lens there for you. Stu just took a water out of the bag. We typically don't carry water, although we should. Today, we're lucky. Um, We've got some ND filters here. Those are sunglasses for the cameras. Um, We have uh, memory cards. We have rain gear. That's if I get stranded out there today. See what the weather's like. I think it's actually going to be, it's going to hold off. Yesterday was a different story. Uh, and also in case of rains, we've got plastic bags to cover the cameras. Um, so anyway, that's a little WITB. I'm going to leave it kind of uh, deconstructed there on the other side of the range. Walk back over here with Eric. We're going to check in. Stu, how he's looking right here? How is he looking?
3: He's looking really good. He really is looking good. He is striping it. Just Eric came further right. Now I'm serious. Aim over that way.
1: So what we got going is uh, while Eric's warming up, while we're doing a what's in the bag, getting all the camera gear together, we're also getting the social content. That, In, in all seriousness, that's, okay, that's a big part of it. That
3: is uh, adding to the fact why we're late everywhere. And you need to remember as well, don't think we just go home from the golf course and have dinner and chill out and go to bed. <laughs> we have a lot of work to do once the day is done. That is a beautiful strike there from Eric.
1: So what we got going, Stu's got the 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 down-the-line iPhone video slow-mo of Eric. He will probably post that maybe even before the round. I'm not sure how many times he's posted today, and I'm not kidding. We do think of these things. Also, you got to think of the thumbnail for the post. Okay, Instagram, if you're shooting vertical video, it does crop in a little bit uh, on the sides and a little bit even top to bottom when you're thinking about the thumb. Um, Eric sure. knows all of this. He's been teaching us lately, so we're really trying to take this off his mind. As you can tell, it's a lot to think about, and that's not his job right now. All he's thinking about is hitting that gapper right down the fairway, and I was distracting him there. That was on purpose.
3: He has a smile on his face right now. I'm not sure what he's smiling at. It's either the action behind him, in front of him, or right in front of his eyes as he just... All right. All right. Easy. He's uh. you got to hyd- take it away, and then we call hydra. it. I <laughs> draw.
1: That's what I was going to say. Easy. Lining up for the high draw here with the tailor-made gapper.
3: He hit a... It, was a, it is was a it high draw
1: in all, in all seriousness. You know, it was short for a gapper. It went about 100 so meters. As as a <laughs> Are you working on a typical, uh, kind of a go-to shot here? What is your go-to shot? I'm working on
0: the buttercup right now. Basically, 2019 was, for some people, it's the year of the chicken. For some it's the year of the rat. For me, it's the year of the cut. Basically, I just take the right side of the field out of play, or whatever, the left side, I don't know how you look at it, whatever. My cut goes left to right. And basically, I just want to feel sort of confident on the tee box.
3: And what's your solution for a serious dogleg
0: left? Just hit it as hard as I can at the left side, as far left as I can possibly go.
3: Well, if it's completely treeline.
0: I can't tell if you're helping you're, or hurting right now, but I word. appreciate it. <laughs> you're in my word now, grandma. Honestly, I can just open up the face, put the ball back in my stance and I can hit a draw with any club. But
3: the ball back in your stance to a draw?
0: Don't don't don't. <laughs> We're teeing off in 20
1: minutes. <laughs> Eric, do you, so do you have is that your go-to shot? Yes. Then why don't you do that every time? I try. <laughs> I don't have I don't have every time. Shout out Paul Lazinger. Thank you. Um all right guys,
0: let's uh what's what's the duration? There? We're
1: backing off. Think? It's only hey, 10, ten minutes. Well. This is the intro. This is track one, guys. We're coming out with the uh, the LP a little later today. There we go. Beauty. All right. Uh, I think we're going to sign off for now. We're going to pick it back up on the first tee, and uh, we're going to go through the round. It'll be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, we're going to get to uh, we're going to get to some uh, listener questions. We'll post a little Instagram right now. Obviously, no one listening will know that, but if you were t- following along on Instagram, we're going to we're going to try to do that. I think we can do that, right, Cole? I'll be awesome. I do have a uh, bat phone, a.k.a. burner, a.k.a. international line. A.k.a.
3: Justin Timberlake's number. I love the inception. I haven't
1: concept. checked to see if JT's number's in there. Now I'm going to. Oh, uh, there we go. That's such a good All strike. All right, Stuart, around, huh? on behalf of, uh, Stu's wonderful world of golf, we will see you right now.
0: Held. Down here in New Zealand, uh, a little bit out of breath as I walk. But uh, you know, it's been it's been a, both a long and a short 18 years, and um, just hang on a sec. Okay, sorry, just figuring something out. Be- this is such a beautiful place. I mean, you've probably seen photos, but I mean, I'm looking at an island green with a with a bunch of sand and grass. Anyway, it's a it's a crazy day. 18 years sober. I d- I did want to say that. Uh, you know, I feel like it's my due diligence, uh, as a person whose life was basically spared from the depths of addiction to say that if you think you may have a drinking problem or a drug problem, seek help. It's all over the place, wherever you go, wherever you go, it's, you know, it doesn't matter. There's a, there's a thousand different ways to do it, but I know that, um, right after I turned 20, uh, lucky enough to, uh. To uh, find find a find a spot to go where where I had people like me. So anyway, that's enough of that. But feeling super grateful to be down here. It's kind of wild what life has turned into. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast and coming along for the journey. I'm walking up now to the 10th tee where there's signage and probably uh, two dozen people hanging out, looking like they're anticipating some golf today. Looks like the first hole is. About a par 5 up to the left, which I'll need to cut it off that bunker, I guess. Indeed, par 5, 500 yards, no problem. We're going to get there in two. We're going to open with an eagle, two under. I might even get a pop on this hole, three under on the first hole. You know, it's possible.
3: (laughs) I love your positivity. (laughs) All right. Let's get you some teas, some snacks, get you prepped properly. We
0: need teas, absolutely. I need teas. uh, All right, we'll be back, everybody. Stay tuned.
3: We are away here in the New Zealand Open. Eric just teed up and absolutely ripped one. Ripped one down the middle. I just want to be a little bit quiet here. Because I'm right behind Peter Fowler. And he's a big guy. Alright, I think he's safe distance away. Anyway, a little bit of drama on the first tee. Is Eric's playing partner. Also the other amateur. A good driver just leaped off to the right and I think we've hit someone in the face. <laughs> it's not funny, obviously, but... I don't know where they were hit, but...
1: He's about to hit the guy.
3: Oh, wait, you hit the golfer?
1: Whoa. That's heavy. Cool. I'm just checking in since I... Uh last did, I forgot another thing in the car. Had to go back and get the caddy bib for the caddy. So, we're just off to the races. And, uh, like Stu said, a player has been hit already off the first. It is not fine, but... We
3: gotta go. So We've just caught up with Eric in the first tee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first hey, fairway. Guys, run,
0: I hit it and I And he them. bombed one. Told, me, told me through it, Eric. I mean, I can't talk about my own shot, but can we just talk about how a a tour player just got hit? We just discussed (laughs) that. What's going on? Marie, our walking scorer, just came up to me and said, just wanted to inform you that uh, one of the players in your group hit another player. And I was like, oh, gee. I mean, I saw it. I didn't think he actually got hit, but can can we go get an interview with them? (laughs) He's he's, uh, had a visual on him. He just
1: hit his ball. The crowd gave him a standing ovation, and uh, he's kind of... Playing around with his with his arm there, which is where I assume he got hit. The guy took it like a champ. Yeah,
0: I gotta say, I mean, it couldn't have felt good, but he took it in stride. Know, it, wasn't a, it, was on its, it was on descent. It wasn't on, its, you know, it was on. It wasn't a line drive. By the way, can we just talk?
3: Eric bombed his from a t thirty forty yards in front of Luke, and Luke's probably got he's like level with him, and Luke, Luke is Luke's not a, a big look. guy. He is. He, he's got Luke one of the prettiest the golf swings a... you can see. Luke is
0: basically Patrick Swayze's brother in Point Break. Yeah. Bodhi's brother? Bodhi. He's Bodhi's brother. We need to be really careful that we don't talk during people's swings. We're in the middle of the first fairway. It's very it's very high stress right now, but I'm totally relaxed. I can see, oh boy, he's got the hat,
3: bro-ra, The brora body. Oh, okay. Which is a real kill cool move. You need to go interview this guy. I'm going to right now. Let's describe him first. So he's a elderly
0: man. He's looking at me now. He knows what I'm talking about. him. He's got a he's got a maroon half zip Adidas waterproof jumper and a little like beach satchel that you might take to the beach on these hot days in Queenstown. Leather echoes. goes. Uh, he's got like a little newsy hat that's like black and yellow plaid. All right, go interview him. Let's see what else goes. Let's wait till Peter fills hats in case he like.
3: So the good news they have removed his ball from the cranium of the tour player, and he's about to We have caught up with our mystery spectator who, what's, what's your name, sir?
4: Don, Don Hughes. What a
3: tremendous name, you look like a Don Hughes. The reason we spotted you, Don, was the, that... can you tell me a little bit about the hat that you're wearing?
4: Well, it comes from a very famous golf course called Brora, right up north of uh Scotland. North of Dornock, I believe. Royal Dornock, indeed, yeah. So I had the pleasure of playing up there a couple of years ago, and it's a cool day out here, so I thought it was just a cap to wear while I'm out here enjoying the golf.
3: Well, it looks absolutely tremendous on you. So how long ago were you at Broda?
4: About three years ago, and played Royal Dornock as well. So uh, it was a real pleasure to be up there. Snow on the ground as well, I might add. Was there really? Yeah, it was... Uh, Early spring, but the sun was shining and it was warm on my back, but the snow was on the ground.
3: Did you use a fluorescent ball?
4: Uh, no, I have white balls, all I needed.
3: <laughs> the reason I actually is because um, if I had bumped into you yesterday, I would have been wearing a very similar hat. I have a black Broda hat myself. We'd done a trip to the north of Scotland and played Donock and then Broda, and Broda was one of the f- my favourite
4: courses that we went to. It's a lovely, we would call it here, a little country track. Yeah. James Braid designed it, I think, back in the 1920s. Absolutely, that is correct. And uh, like New Zealand country courses, it had a uh, little fence around the, each of the greens to keep the sheep off, so it made me feel right at home. Did you play much other golf when you were up there? Uh, I played at uh, Brunsfield Golfing Society in uh, Edinburgh and played another course down in the south of the border, but uh, the three courses in Scotland were great.
3: Oh, good for you. Don... Thanks for your time, mate. Love Good it.
4: Good talking to you. You take care. Just catching up with Eric here by the first green. He
3: has played a beautiful little chip. That was Standing where you were looking at that shot, that is a daunting-looking shotty.
0: Yeah, I've got water-long bunker short and a downhill green. Um, it was the best chip of my entire life, and I now have a 18-footer for birdie, which is honestly the best I could have done.
3: I mean, it's actually terrifying now that <laughs> I'm standing here.
0: Well done. We've really covered this first hole. How long is this podcast going to be, you think? Two and a half hours. How long's it round? <laughs> <laughs> Just like right. a good chat with Don Hughes, who spent
3: some time in the north of Scotland, played Dorn at Brora and obviously bought the <laughs> sickest Broa hat. I'm so jealous. Well, Got a great, I get great, great um, portrait of Don that I'll post on in my Instagram later, guys. Okay. Eric, how are you feeling? I mean, I'm very confused.
0: What? About, <laughs> why are you whispering? Well, I feel like someone's about to play. Call. Oh, Peter Fowler's up on the green. Nice shot. Peter Fowler from Wiz- from Descends from the Weeping Willow. He really was in there. Alright, here's Toomey. Toomey's dad. Have you met Toomey's dad? No, I've not. Here we go. No interview way. him in a little bit. Hello.
3: Okay. Talk to him. Let's All right, go. let's go. Back get to you, Daddy. <laughs> Back to you, Jenny. Back guys, I've just realized that I've actually bumped into Luke Toomey's dad. So, um what a pleasure having him on the show. How are you doing? What's your name? Where are you from? Yeah, Matt Toomey, uh from Hamilton, New Zealand, but I've been living in Brisbane for the last six years. And does Luke live up there with you? Or is he down no, he's here? based over in Tauranga, in New Zealand here, yeah. How often do you get to see Luke play?
4: Uh,
2: not as much as I'd like to, compared to the, the days when he was an amateur, but he's over in China a lot of the time now, so... Um, yeah, but follow him as much as I can, and it's a, it's a real opportunity to get down here and watch him play this
3: weekend. What are the like? What are the emotions that you go through as a father watching <laughs> your son playing a professional sport? I mean, it must be like anxiety central. Yeah,
2: Absolutely, that's why I've got no fingernails. It, uh, <laughs> since he's been playing golf as a six-year-old, I don't think uh, it's got any easier. Where did he get that pretty golf swing from? Is that you? Definitely not. Um, hours and hours of watching Tiger Woods, I think, on Instagram, but. No, I tried to play for a couple of years when he was a, a little toddler, but once he started out driving me as a, an eight-year-old, I gave up.
3: I was going to say, how old was he when he first beat you?
2: I don't think I've ever beaten him, to be honest. <laughs> All right, thanks.
1: not <laughs> you talking or moving in his backswing, what would you think he would do to you? He'd probably yell at you. <laughs> we've, we've seen a couple of instances already today. Oh, sure. Um... Anyway, Eric, three-put Bogue on the first. Nice little up and down with the putter on the second. The third. buggy on the third because he made par on
2: par three.
1: So, so we're sitting two over here through four. Eric with another great drive down the middle. It was funny because on the range, I don't think he was hitting the driver that well. I, I didn't see him hit it, but from what he said. He's just uh,
2: driving to me Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that too often? No, not yet. No, I did it on eleven, I think.
1: And in all fairness, he is playing a little further up than Tommy, but doesn't matter. Doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> no. All
0: right, we'll check back in a little bit. All right, everybody, got a great read for you here. Stay tuned till the end of it because there is a massive deal at the end of this read. Precision Pro Golf, maker of the NX7 series rangefinder, is proud to bring you this spot on the Eric Anders Lang Show. The Eric Anders Lang Show is bringing golf to the masses, which is pretty rad. And Precision Pro is bringing accurate measurements to golfers at an affordable price. Their NX7 Series Rangefinder was named Best Value Golf Rangefinder by MyGolfSpy.com. You heard that right. Best Value Golf Rangefinder at MyGolfSpy.com. With all the bells and whistles that golfers love, without the bloated price tag that other companies charge, it's the perfect rangefinder to add to your golf bag this year. So right now, Precision Pro is offering $20 off the NX7 Series Rangefinder. Go to PrecisionProGolf.com, PrecisionProGolf.com, and use coupon code ERIC, E-R-I-K, do not spell my name wrong, this time, folks, for a free uh, lifetime battery replacement, for, wait, for $20 off, and then you also get free lifetime battery replacement service. Whoa. Dude, you know how many times my battery dies in my Rangefinder where I'm just like, uh, grind give me a battery. They're so expensive. If you can actually get to take advantage of that, you could eventually get a free rangefinder by the end of the time. Uh yeah, they're not joking, folks. Lifetime battery replacement services. You can check out the awesome reviews on their website or on Amazon. Amazon, that's what's up. Uh to read what other golfers are saying about Precision Pro Golf rangefinders. Once again, go to precisionprogolf.com and use coupon code E R I K. K is in awesome for $20 off. Swing with confidence. Hit more greens with Precision Pro Golf. All right, folks, you know my favorite golf shoe, don't you? I think you do. It's three stripe life, y'all, and that means Adidas. Um, and so, anyway, I just wanted to tell you that when I, I I'm I'm a big fan of the Tour 360, obviously, and uh, they've made a huge update to the Tour 360, and uh, the. Two letters that it's concerned with are the letters X and T, okay? The Tour 360 XT changes the game, okay? It's lighter, so your feet feel even better after a round. By the way, a light golf shoe is what I'm all about. A heavy—there are some other companies making heavy golf shoes, and I'm just like, by the way, I weigh enough. There's enough going on. I'm carrying a golf bag. I'm carrying my team— Um. Tor XT changes the game. It's lighter, so your feet feel even better after a round, and it still features that boost, y'all. Do you know where boost comes from? It And boost is cool because it only comes in black and white. I don't know if you noticed that. And actually, they the guy who made boost like was going to bring it to some other, you know, they, they were shopping it around. And everyone else said no. Adidas was like, I'll take that boost, even though it's only black and white. And what did Adidas do with it? They made it awesome. I'm looking at boost right now on my feet. Boost on my feet. uh And it has an X shaped traction system that gives you insane stability. Literally, it's not sane. It's literally crazy. Your feet will literally be like, I'm crazy. Best part, it comes in spikeless. Ooh, that's tight. The first spikeless ever in the history of the Tour 360. Crazy, comfortable, and perfect for the course. Get your pair at Adidas.com. Thank me later. Follow Adidas Golf for all the latest and greatest. That's all true statements right there. Check it out. Go support Adidas because they're a good company, good people. I like it. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you, you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town, where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. He's getting a little bit tentative.
3: He's trying to just, like, play this nice little cut, but he's not committing to the shot. I, I wonder I, if it's time for you to intervene you as his like <laughs> official, unofficial guide to Scotland. Eh, I mean, swing coach. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, it, it seems like he is holding on, you know, a little bit too big much, time. right? And he, and that's kind of how the, the the cuts happening. It. Yeah, he's, he's not got, com- he's committing to the driver. He's not
3: committing to his iron shots.
1: That's very true. He's kind of holding on, cutting across it. And I mean, it's,
3: it's right there for everyone to see. It's you know, right there. It's same as that big chia seed stuck in your tooth. <laughs> It's just, it's just looking at us right in the face.
1: Luckily, this isn't on video today. Um, yeah, Eric's been playing well. Peter Fowler just hit a very nice little tidy yeah. bunker shot from the back left bunker here. Eric lining up a uh, birdie opportunity from the fringe. Yeah, he's holding on to it. the The approach shots have been coming up short, um, but uh, as you said, a little frustration setting in on this hole.
3: Absolutely. I mean, he had like a hundred yards out and he's just come up short of the green and it was like go time, you know? I think he was just a little upset with himself, but I feel like we can talk him around.
1: He'll be good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that chia has popped down and Eric now... <coughs> <laughs> lighting up his birdie opportunity. It's on the way. He does his uh, his trademark kind of putter twirl not slam, but a little thud on the green as he walks up towards the uh, ball.
3: It must be a nerve wracking experience. He's also playing with, um, as well as look to me, obviously, Peter Feller, who's a very imposing figure, isn't he? He's like six foot three. He's a huge guy. He's very intense.
1: Very serious. You don't want to be moving or talking in his backswing. Two people, as I've mentioned before, have already been.
4: Uh, right? Ejected
1: no not ejected, but uh have been waved off, if you will. Um, Eric's definitely watching his tongue and his mannerisms on the green. Trying to find a spot to stand. He looks a little nervous and out of place, so he just kinda crouches down here and <laughs> reads the pot even though even though his ball marks nowhere around that area. <laughs> All right, we're gonna uh take a quick break and uh, we'll be back in a second we'll be back with Eric Uh, you know uh, afraid of what might happen to us if he finds us basically
3: was one of of the pros in this group that's not looked to me (laughs) (laughs) do your best
1: do your best math to figure that one out so he went for the green. Great shot I think it was a driver um, about 10 feet short, left himself short-sighted, the pin just over uh, a small mound on the right side of the green and um, well, I think you can sum it up in one word, how was his second shot? Shank <laughs> You and know by what? The way,
3: I've never seen a professional player live Shank one oh. <laughs> it was really awkward
1: that brings up actually a great uh, little story. Um, not story, but a, a memory that I have. Sony Open, couldn't tell you what year, early 2000s, watching Jesper Parnovic no. on the back nine at Sony, and he cold shanked one 90 degrees out of bounds.
3: I completely refuse to believe that Jesper Parnovic has ever shanked a ball.
1: <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. First, first. Um, Anyway, yeah, it was uncomfortable. There was a lot of emotion. There was laughter. There was nervousness. There was anger from the player. Um, how did he recover? Um, Actually, I don't think he has quite yet, to okay. be honest with you. Um, you know, we, we, we've experienced a little. I think we might just cut it there.
3: Yeah, that went. That was way long-winded than just coming on and say, "By the way, guys, ex-golfer just shanked one." It was. I just never it was really weird. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to react. I thought someone was going to die on the spot.
1: Well, somebody almost did, but no, I'm kidding. Anyway, uh, we'll check back in a little bit, Eric. You know, I, I feel like the group has kind of been reinvigorated. Honestly, I think the, I think the, I think the Shank has put us on a uh, kind of a new projection, if you will. So, Shank's a lot for that. Alright, we'll check back in with you later. We've got a few more homies that came out to watch Eric play. Um, he, Eric's in good spirits, had a nice little. Oh my god! Oh, it was actually a hole. It was a, <laughs> it was a weird <laughs> hole. was just a calamity of errors. First, we had the shank.
3: And then Eric laid up, had a beautiful approach, Sean. And uh, puttied up, had a foot left, walked up, tapped the ball. <laughs>
1: So he addressed his his literally one-foot par putt and accidentally tapped the ball. Obviously, not even a penalty. I mean, it was a stroke. The, here he is now. He's going with a capper here, Janny. The, the last two cappers he's hit have not been good. This one's going left. <laughs> he's going to murder us. I'm kidding. Um... No, but it was an interesting moment because, uh, yeah, he tapped the ball, but he played it off really well. He turned to Luke Toomey, who also had a one-footer, and instead of putting him off, he said, you have a really tough job. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, that's a little recap there from the very interesting 16th hole. Um, moving forward, guys, almost done with the front-slash-back here. We'll check back in a little bit.
3: Thanks, Cole. I mean it's you
1: Alright, we're live. Luke Toomey just rolled in a nice little birdie putt that renders Eric's attempt useless. Uh, he just threw up his arms in agony because Eric was closest to the pin. But um, fortunately or unfortunately his pro Luke is just a boss and dripped it in. Luke's walking off the green here, gives Eric a little look just to kind of tell him like go ahead and knock
3: that one in partner.
1: Let's make a of Oh, he just grazed the lip. Eric walks off, does give it a fist bump. He says, cut sound. He's
3: jovial, in a joking way, looks to the crowd and says, cut. This guy's a character. That's why he's one of the most liked guys on
1: tour. I mean, his occupation does say filmmaker, and he's really using the lingo out here, which seems like all the locals are enjoying check
0: back in a bit <laughs> somebody hit the green i think that was anyway you make one or two bad swings and all of a sudden you got a direct direct flight to uh, to bogey town which is right between queenstown where where we landed in arrow town where we where we're staying but anyway i made a lot of bad swings i actually just tried to hit the ball and missed it completely because it was so deep in the rough the rough is really thick oh yeah it's really thick anyway I don't even know if you care anymore but the New Zealand Open may be out of reach for Luke and I unless I can really turn on some some ability in the, in the realm of golf but uh, we'll stay tuned who knows I mean I'm one shot away from being an ecstatic character and uh, another shot away from Sort of just backing it up. Looks like I see my ball. It's in the short stuff. Thank fucking God. A lot of pain.
1: Eric, quick check in here. We're on the 7th hole. That means it's the 16th. We're crouching down. If you watch the vlog, you might be able to see it. Eric's on his back in a cockroach position. Um, How are you feeling?
4: Well, I've got a
0: backache. and I've had a headache since the second hole. Our second hole. And I think... I hope they cleared the green. It's time to stand up.
1: Oh, All right, guys, we're approaching uh, five hours on the course right now. Might be a little longer than that. We've got three holes left. This is hashtag Pro Am Life.
0: <laughs> you don't play golf; golf plays you. It is now eight oh five. We've completed a five-hour round of golf. I'm sorry, six. How many six-hour rounds of golf have you played in your life, Colt? Uh, I
1: would just say a handful.
0: A handful. Stuart, how many six-hour rounds have you played?
1: I don't think I've ever been
3: part of a six-hour round. Usually we get two rounds done in six hours.
0: I apologize. I just hit the mic on the ceiling of our rental car. Um, yeah, the round's over. I, I Takeaways, I mean, I'm in pain. My back. My back still hurts. My headache has left me when I don't know if that means that it's psychosomatic and it just occurs on the golf course, but I don't know, we're going to come armed tomorrow with some Advil. We finished up at 67, Luke and I, which was a minus 4. It's a par 71. Um, I was pretty excited about it. He was pretty bummed. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, let me add, I had to
1: pick up the car back at the range where we left it this morning. Uh, Toomey was on the range by himself, grinding. Grinding? What,
0: uh, What club did he have in his hands? I couldn't see. I was far away. I just said, later, Luke. He hit two bad drives, and that was what led to a bogey and a double for him. Otherwise, he had three birdies, I guess, because he finished it even. Um, but, yeah, our team, I thought four under was good. Luke was really just disappointed, <laughs> left, right, and center with that score. Uh, apparently, we are not going to win, and we may also not make the cut. Now, is that a bad thing or a good thing? It's, it's impossible to say. Although, if we do miss the cut, we do play Jack's point on Saturday. Am I right?
3: Correct. It's gonna kind of have a catch twenty-two because it would be cool to see the weekend, but also it'd be cool to see Jack's point.
0: I I'll be honest. I was really looking forward to playing well and performing well, and and actually, you know, because the thing the thing about these kind of events is it's only fun if you're playing well. If you're not playing well, it's like why are you even here? And I could imagine the experience of a PGA Tour player just being an incredible grind, like to the point where I was looking at Peter Fowler, like the unnamed golfer on the what was it, the seventh hole. Who shanked it with a lob wedge like 10 feet off the green.
1: From 10 feet off the green to (laughs) 10 feet off the green. (laughs) To 10 feet
0: off the green. Yeah, I mean, it was like... uh, It's one of the most incredible things I've ever witnessed in life. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard to see. And and you know this guy has devoted his entire life to the game of golf. He supported his family with his career. Um, You know, and it's it's just crazy to see that that amount of skill is tested week in and week out through uh just just so difficult i just could never even imagine it's and it's a grind like i said i don't know if they enjoy the pro-am experience i think tomorrow when i come back and we play again i'm going to really try to uh incorporate a, a, a more of a sense of having fun rather than me trying to really play well and and maybe that i don't know i mean Who knows? Any other, any takeaways? I'm trying to think. Um, There's something with the sun down here. I think that I have heard there's a hole in the ozone. It is bright to a degree that I feel like I'm on another planet. I think uh, I maybe have a headache from squinting, just literally. It's so bright. It's like a white light that just sort of covers everything. Did you experience that?
1: Did you go towards that white light today, Eric?
0: (laughs) On the back nine, yes. We saw how that worked. It didn't. It didn't. I was basically on my knees, um, and then on my back. Two positions that aren't really good for the golf game or the golf swing, in general. Though I'm, I'm having a spine issue. I might need to see a chiropractor.
1: At one point, you were pandering to the crowd from your back on the tee box of the par three 16th.
0: The crowd, also known as uh, Peter Fowler's uh, family, they thought it was funny. (laughs) Stuart, any takeaways from today or the first round of the New Zealand Open, the 100th New Zealand Open?
3: I think the biggest takeaway... Are we playing with Peter Fowler tomorrow again? Yes, we are. Amazing. Um, Takeaways, I think it's just a different environment, you know, to um, playing a regular round of golf. I mean, six hours is a long time, but then you need to remember these guys are trying to make a crust. You know, we're out here.
0: You mean like a pizza crust?
3: No, like literally a piece of crust. Like like on bread? Like bread. I try to make bread. I try to make money. Is that a
0: phrase? Trying to make crust?
3: The street, street talk from the street <laughs> Is that not really street? Is that
0: Glaswegian street talk?
3: Make a crust? Never heard it. All right, guys. Write in if you've ever heard the saying make a crust. Uh,
0: there's Luke Toomey. There's Luke. Have we done a post-run interview with Luke Toomey? He's walking by. No, let's do it. Let's get him. Hey. Luke. We're going to get Luke over here. Hang on. Hey. All right, we're gonna we got we got Luke here for a second. Luke, can we do a little post round interview with you? (laughs) Any thoughts? We heard you were on the range. What are you working on?
2: Um, there were a few shots towards the end that weren't necessarily bad, but they just felt loose. They felt timed, um, which is not typically a long term strategy across 72 holes. So I just wanted to tidy that up and make sure that for tomorrow, um, it's. Right, it's not so much up to hope as such. It's more just back under control again.
0: As far as the 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 future of this tournament goes, do you feel well, where are you at and where are we at, and how different are those two realities?
2: Where are we at, and where am I at?
0: Yeah, because because there's a reality where there, there's three outcomes, right? There's one where we both go play. There's wow. one where just you play, and there's one. Well, <laughs> there's no reality where I play, yeah, but yeah, there's yeah. a reality where we as a team. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um. So, like, what would we have to do? Like, where, how close are we as such?
0: Yeah, well, I always thought we were doing really well at 67. You seem to be less enchanted with the score.
2: I think that we will need to go out and shoot probably 10 as a team tomorrow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Do you Which think that's possible? Absolutely. absolutely. Um, like, if, if I've, um, I have a good history around the hills and I like the golf course and I feel like it suits my game, um, so I'll be looking to go out and shoot, you know, if it's weather like this, you know, six or seven on my I think own. Don't
4: want to go
1: Oh, we're being
0: asked to move the car. Hold on. All right, so we're now we're outside the car. Uh, last question, though, really, is like, do you... What, it's interesting to be inside the ropes, playing in an event where you actually care. I've played in a lot of pro-ems where it's like, nobody cares, no big deal. What is... How do you describe life as a professional golfer?
2: Oh, like any other life, I guess. Um, I think that it's everything... All of the outcomes, um, especially spread out over time, um, are just a direct reflection of uh, what I would call your hogs, your habits of greatness, if you like. Um, Wait,
0: I've never heard that before. Habits of greatness. Habits
2: of greatness. Um, well, I guess everyone has habits as such, or everyone has um, a belief or value system, if you like. So you can sit there um, and say that, you know, my habits. Are, oh, my my belief system uh, is respect um, and honesty but at the end of the day if you tell fibs or you know you sort of bounce around the truth um, the behaviour is, is the direct reflection of what your values really are and the same goes in, in I think any career um, like what ultimately happens on the golf course or what ultimately happens in in the office is just a direct reflection of everything that you do as a daily habit. Okay. In short, um, if I do all the right things, if I work hard, then that will, you know, it will pay in time. Right. Um, So I don't necessarily have to get it right tomorrow, although I'll sure as hell be trying. Um, But, yeah, ultimately to answer your question, I just think that tick those daily habits of greatness off, and then whether it is tomorrow, whether it's in two months, or whether it's in six months or, or six years, it will slowly pay off.
0: That's a great way to look at that. I think. I mean, because just to me, it just I was like, "Whoa, dude! This is a grind." Is it normally six hours? Um, that format is right. for sure. Yeah. Do do players like that format? It seems like it could be really challenging.
2: Um. Well, primes are unique. Um, that like. We generally if we play a prime it's one day or two days max um, and this
0: looks like it might also be two days max <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, no we'll, let, we'll, we'll get things right tomorrow I think and we'll be right back in it I, but, like, that. Um, I like it um, I I enjoy the for- format um, I know truth be told a lot of guys don't like it yeah um, but
0: do you think Peter Fowler liked it?
2: I think that I think that Pete um, comes across a very focused.
0: He's a um, sweetie though. We shared baby. a few words on one fairway, and I was like, "You're such a sweetie."
2: He's a great man. He's a great man. Um, I think Pete's just very intense and, and very engaged with what he's doing. He's also um, big. He is. He's a large he's man. A, he's got a very, very much a uh, military presence about him. Yeah. But he's he's not like that at all. Um, and, to be honest, I think he probably enjoys it more than it comes across.
0: Oh, good. Okay, cool. Yeah.
2: Um, the, the, th- the only thing, I think, the, as I s- said to you when we were walking down the third or fourth fairway today, um, like, amateurs are really standoffish because they feel like they're in our workspace getting in the way. And that's absolutely not true. Without you guys, we don't have this event.
0: Whoa, I didn't even think of it like that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, so, if anything, you guys have right-of-way if you like, um, and yeah. Because I, I
0: found myself being like, oh, I don't know if I should hit. Like, I don't like. Normally, I wouldn't really care, or I would just be like, yeah. I'm, is it your turn or my turn? But I'm like, I don't want to mess with your focus. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I um, uh, like everyone's different, so I can only speak for myself. Um, but as I said, I I really enjoy it when the amateurs get really involved. They and en- like they, they enjoy their time, in doing what they do. And when you guys are light, and when you guys feel like you're kind of free to do. Or just be you and enjoy it, then that makes my job super easy. Um, I think I'm probably a little bit of an empath in the way that if I if I see someone that looks like they're uncomfortable, um, it my sort of thoughts or and my energy goes to them because I want them, I don't want them to be uncomfortable, right. I want them to enjoy. Them. Does that actually
0: hurt your golf game, or does it does it have any effect?
2: Um, well, I'd like to think it wouldn't. Um, I'd like to think that there's more to life than golf and me just playing good today, you know? I'd like to think that the human aspect of me comes first.
0: So. Dude, I wish we'd had these conversations on the golf course. I, I, It's funny because when we start playing for score, I take it way too seriously.
2: Yeah, I mean, don't we all? Uh, I, and I think when, when you kind of sit down tonight, when I sit down at dinner, and you kind of pull yourself back up and kind of look at the world as as small as it really is, it's, it's just golf. It's just a golf shot. So yeah, it's, um, I, that, I mean, come at me with these questions tomorrow because, you know, I love this sort of stuff and I love the engagement of meeting new people. And, um, as I think, you know, probably 99% of the field do. So right. get stuck in, man.
0: Well, I mean, what a really cool opportunity to spend time together after this and, and use this like podcast as a way to just have a real conversation about the game. Because Oh, there goes Peter right now walking walking into the parking lot with his shoulder bag. But, you know, I mean, it's it's a really interesting thing that we, um, you know, that I learn over and over and over again when I play for score, and that's the most important thing. Then typically happiness sort of decreases and then even performance decreases. And so it'll be interesting tomorrow to come back and look at it differently and see, uh, you know, what effect that has, what change that has on the game. So
2: Yeah, it's uh, I, I think it, it's very easy to get locked up and, you know, what do i need to change in order to to perform better and i don't think it's about that at all i think all you can do is be the most authentic version of you as corny as that sounds um and whether or not that produces good golf ultimately doesn't matter because if you can go home at the end of the day knowing that you were just you and you did everything by your own value then like there are no regrets regardless
0: so i love that dude i love it Thank you thank you for letting me be your partner thanks for thanks for taking the time thanks for you know just having fun with it all I appreciate it
2: no I, I appreciate it and I appreciate the opportunity to obviously speak to an audience too so yeah. hopefully you know there's someone out there that's listening that um, can take a thing or two away
0: I hope so mm. everybody check out down below we'll put Luke's info in if you want to check out what he's doing and let us know what you thought of this unusual and brave new format of doing a basically a live ish podcast of a competitive round of golf inside the ropes signing off from day one of the 100th new zealand open here with luke toomey outside of the millbrook uh wonderful beautiful resort cottage sleep well folks we'll be back here at 5 a.m no i'm kidding i don't know if there will be a second one of these but but anyway enjoy your weekend if i don't see you soon